Hello and welcome to the Waste of Webspace podcast, episode 45. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And this episode is entitled, Wherever I Lay My Hat, That's My Podcast. Oh, hey. and that's a reference to the Paul Young song, isn't it? Wherever I Lay My Hat, That's My Home. It is, yeah. And it, did you know, uh, on Friday, it is World Hat Day. Uh, I did, yes, because you told me about that yesterday when I was speaking to. I did, and uh, therefore we are wearing hats. We are. You have got a Mexican-themed hat on, haven't you? I have, and I brought you one as well. You've bought me one. It's much smaller. Um, <laughs> well, that's can... uh, rep- that's accurate of, uh, of many things. Yes. Uh, can... <laughs> you've effectively given me a hat that can balance on top of my head, I think, is pretty much it, as where you've got your own actual prop hat. They were probably not it's look not, out it's not like... the size, for sure. It's what you do with it and where you put it. Uh, well, on your head, by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, and that probably looks the kind of hat that a member of a mariachi band would be wearing. Is that That's right? Correct. Yes. <laughs> 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 no, it's my job to sort the sounds out into, it and I've uh, failed on getting a mariachi. It's all right. You've got song. the human soundboard here with that mariachi song. <laughs> you're fine. Uh, well, you're not wearing yours. Uh, well, I've got a range of hats actually. I've got a Guinness St. Patrick's hat. Yep. Um, I've got a. Well, I'm not quite sure what kind of hat it's actually called, to be honest. Trilby, I think. A Trilby hat, yeah. Looks yeah. a bit like Trilby, like even some sort of jazz band or something. Yeah, I can't actually put it on because I've got my headphones on, so it's not actually going on my head properly. Yeah. And we'll put some pictures on after of all these different hats, by I, the way. I've also got... Um, Standard cap. Ca- a, a cool person's cap, I'll refer to a it as. cool person's cap. Yeah. Has anyone actually There's... referred to you as a cool person, though? No, I'm, I'm looking after it for someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we've been World Hat Day. You might be wondering what what's World Hat Day about. Well, it's it's raising awareness of uh, sort of like people's heads. Yeah, it's like brain tumors oh, and right. things like that. <laughs> okay. It's health, right? Yeah, it's not just people's heads, but people's head health. Okay. Um, so yeah, things like brain tumors, aneurysms, things like that. Um, and yeah, so that's that's a good thing to do. So World Hat Day, that's what it's about. We're about raising money, raising awareness, all those kind of things. So I'm wondering if uh, people might be doing. Things on World Hat Day, like wearing special hats to work. Or... I, might, I, might, I might be tempted now to wear a hat to work. What do you think? I'm thinking about it, yeah. I'm thinking about wearing this one. Probably not the one you're wearing, but uh, a yeah. different hat, maybe. Yeah, that's, uh, that's probably something to think about. Yeah. Um, uh, but but... With, with that, we named the podcast. We decided last week, didn't we, that our podcast seemed to get more hits when we name our podcast after a song. Right, okay. And this happened uh, when we did an, an episode last Christmas, not this Christmas, and that wasn't the name of the song. Yeah. Uh, a Christmas before this one, um, we named it It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like... Or uh, something. Yeah. We, we didn't call it Christmas, did we? We, no, we, we, did, we did something similar anyway, didn't we? Well, that tacky. We'd rip someone else's work off. We'd yeah. change it slightly to make it our own, wouldn't we? We did, yeah. So that's why we did this. But we could have, we could have had Tom Jones, You Can Leave Your Hat On, this podcast. Yeah. Um, can you think of any more theme hat theme songs? Uh, not really. Off the top of off Is the top, that just of... the two hat songs you can get. Yeah, not really off the top of my head now. Because um, I do this on a, on a Sunday. Um, is that on your radio show? It is on my radio show. Penniston um, FM. Yeah, Penniston FM. Jimbo Sunday brunch. Uh, I don't know if I mention it very often on the show. Occasionally, it's ninety five point seven, isn't it? It is ten well twelve um, noon. And we uh, usually have a theme section on that show. So we've just demonstrated that if I chose hat as the theme section, we're, we're probably only going to get two different two songs. songs. But if anybody wants to get in touch on Twitter after listening to this with your other hat-themed song suggestions, then please do get in touch. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got a hat-themed quiz coming up for us later on, haven't uh, you? I've got a hat-themed quiz later on. I'll take Although... the hat off you for preparing that because I didn't want to do it. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, but... Actually, naming of this podcast is Wherever I Lay My Hats, That's My Podcast. That is, is that correct, right? yes. Okay. I'm, yeah, yeah, I don't know well to remember that. Um, but the song, obviously, that's a reference to the Paul Young song, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, which is called Wherever I Lay My Hat, That's My Hub. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a Paul Young fan? I am a Paul Young fan. Uh, love of the Common People. Yeah, um, and various other songs as well. It did. He, he did Band-Aid. He was on he, Band-Aid for he, a bit. He sang the first uh, first line of the original yeah. Band-Aid song, doesn't he? Uh, every, every time you go away, you take a piece of me with you, which sounds like meat. Yeah, you take was... a piece of meat with you, which would have worked quite well on last week's episode. When we are talking about... When we are talking about Butchers. Butcher, yeah, of course. Butchers yeah. Week, so. But if anyone are getting more hat songs, we'd like hat songs suggestion, suggesting, please. Yes. Maybe they'll even get played on my Sunday brunch. Have I mentioned that? I've, I never yeah. Okay. But do you know something interesting about Paul Young? Go on. Uh, aside from the doing the first he's line... He's not young band-aid, anymore. He's not young. Okay. But he's not changed his name to Paul Old. Okay. Um, Should do, really. Gino DeCampo. Oh yeah, the uh, he's from Sheffield, isn't he? He's not from Sheffield. That's no. his joke. That he, he jokes that he is from Sheffield uh, uh, okay. on Celebrity Juice. Yeah, but do you know Gino De Campo has served time in prison? I didn't know that. 
He has served time in prison. And do you know what he served time in prison for? Um, bad cooking. Uh, good not cook bad. Was he was he a cook in prison? Is that where he got his? It could have been. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. He served time in prison for burglary. Right. Okay. And he burgled Paul Young. All oh, right. Okay. This was before he was famous. Uh, before Gina De Campo was famous. Did he take some meat? He could have done. Yes. <laughs> Perhaps he didn't. <laughs> or did he? Did he? Was he not trying to burgle the home? He just went in. He put his hat down and he said, this yeah. is where I'm staying. <laughs> Gee, God, who knows? But he, he served time in prison for burgling Paul Young uh, and then obviously came out of prison and became a celebrity chef. All right. Well, there you go. You learn something new every episode of our podcast. Usually not useful. So, should we do drinks and then talk about what we've been up to? Uh, can do, yeah. And we've got... Something's happened in terms of drinks, Jim Barton. Yeah. And I don't want to upset our dedicated listeners, mm-hmm. but in terms of drinks, we have made a bit of an error. Right. And we've actually got a lager. Oh, no. Not not a real not ale. Beer, not real ale. Not beer. But, but if it's a special lager, we can have it, can't we? Uh, if it's different. If it's, it's not a kind of Carlin, is it? Oh, it's... Oh, Fisher... What it is is actually <laughs> okay. That's to, what it is. Just to explain what's uh, going off here, Fisher's. Um, it doesn't always happen, does it? Apparently, uh, you can tell we're more used to real ale because our <laughs> la- our lager has fizzed up. Yeah, Fisher's um, uh, Fisher's been premature. Yeah, and uh, we've made a bit of a mess. It, it's it shot its load too early. Okay. Um, I tell you, I'm going to. I'm going to Kleenex. I'm going to have to go and get some. I'm going to have to get some toilet roll as per. Okay. Hold the fort, so, Timbo. Hold the fort. You, you, you hold the fort if you like, because I'll, I'll be explaining what that little chirping noise is that keeps happening. And when you come back, Fisher, I'll tell you all about it as well. So okay. I'll tell the listeners for now. Let's help the See, we, you know, as a podcast, we're we're we're, we're sort of um, a lot, we we record live or we record on the fly. Now we don't have to do that as a podcast. We could stop it and edit it. But we don't. We want to keep it as real as possible. So this little chirping that you keep here, there you go, that one. That chirping is a carbon monoxide detector. Now, I have a little problem in that this carbon monoxide detector, which is mine, it's just bleeped again for you just there, just right on cue. Uh, Well, it's not just, just a carbon monoxide detector. It's actually today's special guest on our podcast. Because on numerous occasions now, it's woke me up at about 5.30am in the morning. Um, and I think it's because it's either running out of life, as in it's coming towards the end of its time, or there's something wrong with it. There's st- certainly not carbon monoxide because it's still bleeping here at Fisher's house. So it's it's not that. But I can't get it to shut up. I thought these things had batteries that you could get into and remove the battery, but there does appear to be no battery compartment. So I am unable to stop this this chirping of this carbon monoxide alarm, and it goes quite loud, and when it's in, at night, and it's in the dark, and obviously you're trying to sleep, it's quite loud, so I brought it here, and I was trying to sort of decide what to do with it, and I was thinking, well, it could be a special guest on the podcast, um, since it's quite chirpy, it's a bit more entertaining than, than me and Fisher are. Are you sure it's not just an alarm clock? It no. goes off at 5.30 every morning. No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, as you can tell Fisher's back. Um, but I was going to maybe hide it in one of Fisher's cupboards so that it would bother him and not me. And because obviously, what do you do with it? If you can't stop it bleeping, where do I put it? I can't put it in the bin outside because that's sure, just going to make a loud noise and wake up the whole street, maybe. Are you, sure, are you sure there's not actually some kind of carbon monoxide problem at your house? No, no, because it's bleeping here. Have you got a carbon monoxide I might problem? have got a problem here as well. Do you need to take it outside in the open air? <laughs> no, it's still, it was bleeping in the car. It's been bleeping everywhere. Um... So I think it's it's basically it's run out of life, but I can't. There's no battery removal option, Fisher. It would be quite beneficial for me to learn how this uses because I've also got one of these carbon monoxide uh, monitors. So. But it doesn't. There's no. You can There's no. What do I do with it now? It's bleeping. I'm going to buy a new one, of course, as you should. But what am I going to do with this old one? Um, don't know. Send it to Boris Johnson. <laughs> what do I seriously? What do I do? Because actually, Fisher, I'm donating it to you. Staying here tonight. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> you have to find something to do with it. Lovely. It can stay in, it can stay in the study but that it, I've got in the back. But it's funny because I didn't tell Fisher I'd brought it. And uh, and after he heard he bleep a few times, he went and tested his own fire alarm because he thought his own fire alarm were going off. Smoke alarm, but yes. Yeah. Uh, well, that's just common sense, isn't it? <laughs> but there's, there's your drink anyway, Jimbo. That's some, that's some German lager. That's Maltzmiths. Uh, collaboration, uh, mm-hmm. brewing collaboration. Okay, uh, German beer, I believe. So, so, do we want to interview? Do you want to ask the carbon monoxide alarm anything? 
Um, uh, does it annoy you when people refer to you as a beeping device? I think we can take that as yes. Uh, yeah, he's it's, it's, it's got terrible language, hasn't he? Yeah. All you can hear, you, we keep having to censor what he's saying. It's <laughs> terrible, absolutely terrible. Anything else to ask before we put him to one side? Uh, <laughs> why did you answer that question so quickly before I even asked it? <laughs> Right, oh, thank we'll, you. we'll put it to one side anyway. Okay, so that that's what I've been up to. I've been uh, playing with the carbon monoxide alarm. Um, Fisher, what about you? I've been an oldie. You've been, have you now? I've been an oldie. I thought you'd got a bit of a tan. Thank you very much. Still see white bits though. Hey, um, well, uh, yes, I've been on holiday. Uh, it was very entertaining, very very much enjoyed. Went to Portugal. Uh, the weather was very good this time of year, which is better than it has been in the past years, which is great. Went on plenty of days out, uh, including going to a water park zoo type place. Um, called Zoo Marine in Portugal, which was great. We got to see some animals. We got to go on some water slides. We saw dolphins. Um, and obviously, having animals sort of held captive and having these dolphin shows sometimes attracts a, little, a lot of controversy um, because is it fair to keep them cooped up? Are we just using them for our entertainment? I don't know. I mean, all I can say is when you see someone surfing on the back of a dolphin, <laughs> you maybe wonder whether it is actually right to have them there. <laughs> or, or waiting for dolphins to take them out of the out of the out of the out, um, out of the pit while you're stood on a dolphin's nose again that might not be I I do not personally agree with it um, Fisher but I did on my honeymoon uh, get pushed along by a dolphin oh, in, well done. in a dolphin place but it was a dolphin place uh, that was set up to be a dolphin sanctuary they rescue dolphins and stuff like that yeah. why they get them to do tricks again I'm not sure but but I suppose if you look at it like you know if somebody plucked you out of work, mm-hmm. just took took you out of work, like just turned up, said, put you in a net and took you to a hotel. I'd say thank you very fed much. You, fed you, didn't have to get your own food and we didn't have to go around to the shops anymore and just, just fed, just threw food at you all the time. Mm-hmm. And what, maybe you had to clap a few times, make a few noises. Yep. I mean, we do this anyway, performing. <coughs> exactly. That sort of noise. W- would you be quite happy with that? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Uh, just to, just in terms of my uh, ability there, I did a dolphin noise just then, and earlier on I did what noise was I did earlier? On? I can't remember. Is it now. you making that smoke alarm noise? It's not me. It's not me <laughs> making the smoke alarm noise. <laughs> it's a very good impression if it is. Yeah, mariachi music as well as dolphin noises. So. Well, I mean, you went all the way to Portugal to uh, see some some sort of marine and aquatic life, and I went to uh, the deep in Hull. I took oh, my uh, my twenty one month old daughter there. Very good. Uh, did you enjoy some, it? So yeah, I saw some penguins. Really? I saw some fish, of course. Yep. Uh, I saw some sharks, mm. which she likes because of the baby shark song. Of course, yeah. Did you sing so, it to her? Uh, she sings it to me. All right, okay, that's good. So that's good. We're not going to hopefully get her on a podcast soon because she's starting to talk a lot more now. Okay. So at yeah. last, an, an intelligent member of your family to appear alongside. Although, what, 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 probably my favourite moment at this particular uh, marine life place was seeing some turtles. All right, okay. Uh, and I've, I've not. It's a while since I've seen some turtles um, at one of these places. I looked down and thought, oh, this is quite slow moving. Do you know one of them did? They had a dump. <laughs> just did, well, I was looking at them. Did it have a turtle head poke <laughs> Oh, you've, ru- oh, you've ruined the joke <laughs> I was going to make. You need to warn me. We've got two... two as mine's as two alike, Fisher. Yes. Okay, so should we, uh, should we talk some news? There's a news talk, to talk should, about. Are we going to do a poll of the week? Yes. Yep. Do you know what it is? Uh, do I have to apologise for ruining your joke? No, no, that's fine. That's that's par for the course. I've, we've been doing this for long enough now that right, I'm, okay. I'm used to that. Um, I think apology of the week. We, uh, we were talking last week about uh, National Butcher Week, weren't we? We was. And there was actually specifically a reason why we were going to talk about butchers and meat. Mm-hmm. And can you remember what that was? It was to do with raising, a, 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 sort of like celebrating butchers. Uh, well, no, no, no. So there was another meat-related story that we were going to talk about that we just completely forgot. Can you remember Sausage World? <laughs> Sausage World? Sausage World, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, there's, we've, we've spoken about them a few times on the podcast. This is a website you go on. It is, it is not. It is not. Um, <laughs> uh, we've talked about Heck Sausages, yes, haven't we? Yes, we did. And they wanted to make their own sort of Sausage World-type complex like where they gave park. people... Like a theme, I think like an educational thing, talking about um, how they make sausages. I think they'd applied for EU funding, would have believed because of Brexit, it's been rejected. Um, so we're going to mention that. All oh, right, okay. but we didn't. So we I'd didn't. like to mention it now. So now we've mentioned it. Yeah, but my favourite bit about it because I know is, is that a true story. Is that just a porky? Hey, it's, it, it is. <laughs> it is true. Um, and have you have you had heck sausage before? 
I have had Hick sausage before. The, the Italian uh, one is very nice. Yes, yeah. They also do turkey sausages, I, I think. Well, they, I, I quite like the 97% pork one. Yeah. Uh, that's quite nice. They do chipotle sausage, quite nice. Smoked paprika. But they're doing an Irish-themed sausage as well. Are they? Do you know what it's called? Irish sausage? Nope. Feck instead of heck. <laughs> they actually branded it as feck. That is pretty good. Uh, fair play to him, yeah. I really like that. Okay, so we've done sausages and apologies. Uh, let's move on to news then, Fisher. I've been away, so I've not seen any of it. What's happened? Not much, really. I mean, there's been a bit of Brexit, there's been a bit of this, a bit of that. I mean, I had, I had Theresa May came out last week and criticised the MPs for not delivering Brexit. Did you see that? Yeah. Which I, I, th- I thought was quite interesting, because she obviously forgot that she's actually an MP herself, isn't she? And I thought she was the one, one, one meant to be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I criticise other people for not letting me do the job that I said I was going to do myself. Well, uh, she's said today, hasn't she, that, uh, and this is kind of in the last maybe half hour or so, is it? Hot off the press, this. Yeah. Actually, it depends what you're going to say. What is it? <laughs> she's, she's, re- she's going to quit as Prime Minister, should she get her deal approved. Yes. That's, that's a serious... A very serious incentive to get mm. a, a vote approved. Mm. You might not necessarily like what I'm proposing, but if you actually vote for it, you will get the ultimate prize of me resigning and going off and mm. not being Prime Minister anymore. If our podcasts can get to one million mm. listeners, yes. we'll not podcast anymore. <laughs> yes. If you each pay us £5 as well, <laughs> yeah. then we'll decide never to podcast <laughs> again. Thank you very much. <laughs> that is our deal that we are offering to you, the great... Not just British public, but anyone listening in the world. And we'll keep offering it every week until uh, somebody finally accepts it. Yes. So, a million listeners, £5 each, £5 million. You don't have to give us £5 each. If, if you do a whip round and organise it and just give us £5 million quid between the two of us, we will accept that. Some Somebody else who uh, has decided they are going to quit, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. He has announced... Not he... as Prime Minister. I mean, he's, he's not quite up there yet, but... He's Irish, isn't he? So he's well, Irish if Prime he's, Minister. If he's free, though, he could maybe take on uh, Brexit. Oh, I'm sure he'd have plenty to say to it. Uh, Donald C- Tusk in a cage fight. Yeah, imagine that. In that European Parliament. That European Parliament's got a massive space in the middle of it. It yeah. all sit around. Mm. You could get a cage in there and fight. Easy, it, easy. But yeah, Conor McGregor is uh, quitting from uh, mixed martial arts um, and he's going to concentrate full-time on being a bellend. I think, <laughs> is, that, is that right? I think so. I, I, can't, say I, particularly, I can't say I particularly like the uh, the gentleman, in all honesty. I find him a bit, a bit cocky and a bit full of himself. I mean, what's he actually do? Have fights with people that involve not quitting. Yeah, well, he's so pretty it, good at it, though, isn't he? I think that's the that's the reason that's the reason he's popular. Cause he, he was pretty good at it, or was he just a character? I, I don't really know. Maybe no good as prime minister anyway, would he? Because in terms of leaving the EU, the whole point of mixed martial arts is you carry on for as long <laughs> as possible, and you stay in there. <laughs> so he wouldn't make a very good uh, alternative prime minister. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we've got. Uh, an an all female spacewalk, apparently. Yeah. So there's been an all female spacewalk. And it's been planned as a where for quite some time, uh, and it was due to be taking place. Uh, I think it was last. No, it was taking place this Friday on National Hat Day. On Surely National not. Hat Day. Well, they, they do wear space hats, don't oh, they? Yeah, Helmets, I suppose. But it's been cancelled because they don't have spacesuits that fit the astronauts. Now, yeah. how much planning would that have taken? And the one thing that you know, the training that they'd go through, and then they haven't got the spacesuits in the end of it, like. And, you know... Is it not just the female passengers not being sure what they needed to wear before yeah, they went? Yeah, yeah. Does my bum look big in this yeah. and all that? that hey, that's, that's... Are we allowed to say that nowadays? Oh, you shame on you, Jimbo. Let's let's counteract that. The men were that or, that, that unorganised that they left it to the last minute yep. to sort out the spacesuits and pick what they were wearing. And not think about what the women needed to wear. Exactly. Yeah. There, there you go. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it, it, it's been cancelled, which is a shame. Um... But I'm sure they'll get it back going again. <laughs> it's a spacewalk anyway, so... If they're women, they probably actually get things done, unlike blokes who will probably just say, yeah, I'll just leave it. We'll, just, we'll, do, we'll do it next week, we'll do it next week, we'll retire. <laughs> Don't worry about it, we'll do it next week. No, we need to do it now. We need to do it now. But um, they must be a bit disappointed. I mean, if you got the opportunity to do a spacewalk and the reason you couldn't do it is because your costume didn't fit. We yeah. just do it anyway. Never bothered Michael Jackson when he was in his moonwalk, didn't he? No. Put, put one glove on, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have all the equipment, did he? Yeah. So... Anyway, uh, what are we going to do next? Uh, something about Domino's Pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it down, but I don't know what to say about it. All right, okay. Domino's Pizza. Um, there's been a bit of an issue, hasn't it, to do with uh, 
it's through the franchising how they do that and so on. All They've right, got okay. into a little bit of trouble, a bit of controversy over it. And the directors of Domino's Pizzas are being asked to step down and resign. Um, so, yeah, that's basically it. Is it just that they probably only wanted one of them to resign, but there was a, a deal where it was buy one, get one free, so <laughs> two of them had to go? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've I rescued that there, haven't I? Well, well sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, was, that was worthwhile. So, But, yeah, they're, they're looking at resigning. Um I don't know what else to say about that okay. other than what you just said. So. Yeah, well, well, but but it's, it's a shame because yeah. we all like pizza. Yeah. But I suppose pizza will carry on mm. without Domino, without yeah. whatever they're not going to be doing. Perhaps uh, one of the directors was going to resign and then another one and then another one. There's a bit of a domino effect. <laughs> That's possibly what it might be. Yeah. Well, done. I think we've I think we've we've we've, we've had done enough jokes to warrant yeah. putting that on there now. Right. Thanks Fisher for okay. pulling us out of that one. Right, you're welcome. Um so should we talk about a man who got his um Penis trapped in a spanner. Have you got a joke for this one? Uh, the only one I could really think of was... The fact that he's done it in the first place. The fact he's done it in the first place, but maybe the fire after, the fire brigade had to come out and rescue him. <laughs> was he trying to loosen his nuts? Oh, well, you've, you've stolen that, haven't you? <laughs> Again, that was a joke I was going to give. But, uh, but never, never, that was the joke I was going to give about a uh, person who got his uh, penis trapped in a spanner. <laughs> this, this, is, this is for a few weeks old as well, actually. But well, actually got round you could to say you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, but obviously I got it there first. Yes. Um... Uh, what else? Has been well, happening? why did he get his penis stuck in the span? Don't just just say that. Just for we've got to give us some background on it. Uh, I don't really know. Actually, that's a good point. I'll, I'll get the article. Uh, I'll get the article up and have another. <laughs> yeah, another I'd, I'd like to know what he uh, was. He mechanic or was he? I mean, why a spanner? I mean, uh, is it is a spanner that is a spanner? The headline says man manages to get penis caught in a spanner, which suggests he was trying to do it on purpose. He was actually aiming for that. So is it is a spanner? Like, like cause I'm not I'm not brilliant at mechanics and crap like that. Um, is a is a spanner one that's a, a, a hole, or is it is that what's a wrench? I'm I'm confused. What's the difference between a spanner and a wrench? A spanner is normally kind of open ended, um, as where a wrench would normally be closed, so it'd be sort of circular, and you put it on. So a, would it make more sense to get your penis stuck in a wrench? It could have been a wrench. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I've not looked into it in that much detail. In all honesty, and we need un- we need pictures. Unsurprisingly, there was no actually pictorial evidence. But South Wales Fire and Rescue tweeted saying. If you're using tools, make sure you're handling them as the manufacturer recommends. Crews from Mainde and Malpass had to release a steel ring spanner from a man who took tightening his nuts to a new level. <laughs> also, they'd done the joke as well. They'd then. also done that same joke, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe people could get in touch and let us know what um, devices or tools or equipment they've got their penis stuck in before. Yeah. Have feel... you ever got your penis stuck in anything? Um, not in any bits of tooling, no. <laughs> um... <laughs> Should we talk, in, but away from bad luck, should we talk about good luck? Oh, look at you, trying to change the subject. Let's talk about good luck. Go on, then. Um, an Australian lottery player. Yeah. Uh, do you know what he did? He got his penis stuck in something? No, quite the opposite. Actually, no, it's not quite the opposite. What would be the opposite of getting your penis stuck in something? Not getting your penis, not stuck, getting in your penis stuck in something. Well, to be fair, it be news, would it? Well, to be fair, he didn't get his penis stuck in anything as far as I'm aware. Okay. So I suppose it sort of was the opposite. Um, How many accident- times can you say penis in one minute? He accidentally bought two lottery tickets when he went to buy one. Do you know what the good news was? He won. He won the jackpot. So he won an extra £12.5 million, pounds, uh, making it one of the luckiest mistakes in history. Why does that happen? All these people who try to, to win things, and yet somebody wins something by mistake. Hmm? Crazy. He said he normally buys a ticket every week, but for some reason he accidentally bought two this particular week. Uh, the blunder doubled his winnings from £12.5 million to £25 million, arguably making it one of the luckiest mistakes in, in history. So I think well done to him. <laughs> fair, fair. But where was this? New Zealand? Uh, Australia. Australia. Yeah. Um, so, well done to that, that particular gentleman. It's um, always nice when you cock something up and you end up earning £12.5 million pounds as a result of it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's always good to see. Um, and I suppose one other story I've seen in the news is that uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody film has been released in China. Have you seen? Uh, but I've seen that it's a great... Have you seen the film? I haven't seen the it's film. It's definitely worth watching. Is it's it? really good, yeah. What about yeah. the Chinese version? You know what's different in the Chinese version? Uh, no. Uh, they have edited out all of the uh, references to gay people in there. Oh. Um, so there's no mention of his AIDS diagnosis, uh, Freddie Mercury's AIDS diagnosis, no mention of his um, sexuality. Uh, they've also airbrushed out a gay character. But if you look closely, you could see a little silhouette of a man. Oh, there you go. See, I was going to do one of those jokes as well, but you, you, you've you stole... So we're stealing each other's jokes today. Oh, uh, go on. What were you going to do then? I was going to do something very similar using that oh. same line. Oh, saying, right, okay. saying that I watched a uh, pirated copy 
of it, which oh, right. was obviously filmed in the cinema. Uh, but oh, yeah. well, 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 still would have worked. Yes, yeah. what a great partnership we make. Um, um, so yeah, did, so... they edit, did they edit out some of the songs as well, though? I'm not too sure. I'm not sure what gay queen songs it would be. Um, I like to ride my bisexual, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly, don't know. Um, that's probably about as far as I can. I'm, I'm trying to think, rack my brains through for Queen songs now. <laughs> or Freddie Mercury's individual songs. Anyway, um, Potholes. 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 Well, is that what Freddie Mercury's into? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Um, but they apparently, the councils across the UK are having to fix, or they are repairing a pothole every 17 seconds here in the UK. Um, we know that they're particularly bad in Sheffield, but we are a very hilly place, aren't we? Um, do you get more potholes in hills? Well, it's because they're running water. You know, we we uh, but yeah, we we've got pretty bad roads, aren't we, in Sheffield? But every seventeen seconds they've been repaired. It's a lot, of that isn't it? Well, thing is that there's been a pothole on my road for a lot longer than seventeen seconds. So, yeah. what? Where are they? And what are they doing? If if you know, is this fake or is it? Where's the got that response? Many? Um, but how many potholes is that during the length of our podcast? Say if we're doing an hours long podcast, well, it's about four minutes, isn't it? So it's probably about sort of just under sixty potholes during the length of this podcast. So, so maybe we should stop podcasting and go and repair 60 potholes instead. Do you remember, it wasn't so long ago that someone in Sheffield was filling them up with flowers and planting flowers in them, weren't they, instead of... Because it basically is a, a bit of a, a... To draw attention to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a nice thing to do. Nice, nice yeah. way to... I did hear... That, a few years ago, I heard that someone was... Um, you know, When they actually they get marked for repair, they kind of like get some spray paint out and draw a big circle around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was someone that might have been in Manchester, actually. And I think they were basically drawing um, massive penises around the potholes, and the artist was nicknamed Wanksy. <laughs> uh, true story. True story. That is that is a that is pretty good to be fair. And despite all the potholes, did you know um, that actually the, uh, the there's been a list of happy. Well, first of all, the UK has gone up in in terms of the happiest places to to live. Has it in the world? It's gone up from something like nineteenth to seventeenth. Um, it, was this um, was this kind of calculated by someone who'd not been to the UK in the last year? Possibly because it's not obviously a, a, a well. Maybe people, you know what I think it is. Now people say how how can that be the case? how can how can it be a happier place to live when we've got all the moaning about Brexit and stuff. Whether whichever side you're on, hmm. it's just miserable, isn't it? Because yeah. it's all we hear about. But maybe it's because people have stopped watching the news because be, yeah. they just can't be bothered. So maybe people aren't watching the news anymore and are being happier and not getting bogged down by things. But can you remember last year, though, wasn't summer great? We had a long, hot summer. Mm-hmm. Fantastic weather. England got through to the semi-finals of the World Cup. We, th- we fought through a moment we might win the World Cup. Yeah. Surely that gets people happy. And also, a few of the games went to extra time, so you didn't have to watch the news. Right, OK. On those particular games, so that was even better as well. Two in one. Well... We we came fifteenth out of the whole of uh, the world and the world happiness report. We got placed fifteenth, um, and we've come down. I think from from nineteenth, so we've come down a few places. We're ahead of Ireland. All right, okay, that's good. But you know, bearing in mind they're going to get their feck sausages soon. Yeah, they might not be a bit a lot happier. You know, it could have an impact. It depends what happens with this Irish border, really, doesn't it? I suppose it does, yeah. Maybe they could put feck sausages around there to section <laughs> it off between <laughs> Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. <laughs> Just a long row of sausages, yeah. that'd be quite good. Uh, but Finland, Denmark and Norway are the happiest nations, while South Sudan replaced Burundi. Have we got that right? Burundi as, as country, yeah. As the least happy. But South Sudan is quite a new country, isn't it? Mm. Uh, up until not too long ago, there's. The, the Sudan was the largest country by area in Africa, I believe. Um, factory there. Along, that sits alongside the one about um, Gino de Campo burgling Paul Young. Uh, but Sudan was the largest country in Africa by area, and it split up into South Sudan. And I don't know what the other country's called. I don't know whether it's still called Sudan or whether mm. it's called North Sudan. Uh, but South Sudan was sort of probably only became a country recognised by, by United Nations maybe in the last 15 years, something like that. Uh, but it must be a bit depressing. Oh, we're a new country. I'm sorry, this is the most unhappy place to live <laughs> in the world. Out of all the countries. Oh, can we join back with the, the rest of Sudan then, please? Well, cha- no, you've made your bed, you're going to have to lie in it. It's a challenge, though, isn't it, for them to, to climb the happiness tables, I suppose. Well, you'd ideally not start at the bottom, though, wouldn't you? And some ways that they could do that, because I'm, I've, I've had a look at uh, maybe reasons why. I've just typed something about UK being happier, and a few sort of recent stories have come up. So back in February... Uh, there was a report that says people are happiest at the ages of 16 and 70 in the UK. And between that, we're pretty miserable. 
All right, so they're happy at 16, happy at 17, between it, they're quite miserable. Yeah. Right. So it's quite a big area to go at, though, isn't it? I mean, which is depressing for us, isn't it? When we're kind of like neither sixteen or seventy. Well, we can't go backwards, and we've got ages to get till we're seventy. Yeah, but that's sort of suggesting that your working life's just miserable, I suppose. Well, yeah, I suppose, makes... we, can, I suppose we can both empathise with that. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, but other reasons uh, it, we could be happier in the UK is that apparently adding cream, butter, and cheese to food makes us happier. Now we we in the UK are known for putting cream and butter and cheese on anything we can. I have cheese on everything. Two words for you. Well, actually, one word. Scones. Yeah. That would be perfect for that, wouldn't it? We're a, we're a nation of scone eaters. But that said... Uh, or scones, if you... Are many 16-year-olds eating scones? I mean, I can see the 70-year-olds eating a lot of scones. <laughs> um, so what is it... Uh, what, so what, what are 16-year-olds doing that's making them so happy? Cheese, butter and cream, was it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Pizza? Not pizzas, no. Well, people are unhappy with Domino's, aren't they? Um... <laughs> I don't know, I'm not sure. If if you know what that is, then please get in touch. <laughs> it's nice to have somebody else on the podcast, isn't it, in, in uh, Mr. Carbon Monoxide Alarm? Yeah. It's, it's good to have a third member of the podcast who can fill in the gaps for us. <laughs> when we've got a slight pause, he can just pipe up with his beef. And yeah, if, if anyone does think we're swearing that much, we're not. It is uh, just a reminder for anyone who's uh, sort of maybe skipped through the podcast. We do yeah. have a, a carbon monoxide detector with us today yeah. as our special guest because I can't stop it chirping. There's no re- battery removal compartment. I have no idea what to do with it. Mm-hmm. But I could have just, if I tried destroying it, is it just going to go off properly? And I don't know. I don't know. Scary thought, isn't it? What do we do with it? But anyway... Uh, well, it's you, hat. It's hat day. World yes. hat day. You point on Friday. You pointed at me, which means that it's kind of time to do our hat quiz. Um, so I've done a quiz about kind of famous things to do with hats, famous hat wearers, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I've, I've put together a few, uh, a few notes and a few uh, interesting facts about people who, who wore hats. So um, okay, I thought we would start off with uh, Winston Churchill, famous for wearing a hat. Yeah, along with his cigar. Did you see that his Cigar and um, and some possessions have been found in a bin this week. Apparently, I had yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't remember much about it, but quite at the end, how did they actually know that it's Churchill's? Bear in mind, Churchill died what fifty odd years ago, I think, in nineteen sixty something. It could have just died. been anybody's, I suppose. Yeah, just a, a discarded um, cigar and hat. I asked him if it was his, and he said, "Oh yes." Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. So I've got a question about Churchill. Yes. Um, so what is true about an award he won? Is it that he won a Nobel Prize, but not for peace, for literature in 1953, following uh, the release, uh, following books that were released about his military experience? Or is it the case that his his speech about we will fight them on the beaches uh, won an award for the best radio broadcast at the Rose of Montreux Awards in 1939? Was he referring to his holidays abroad when he did that speech and trying to get a sun lounger? Um, off the Germans. Yeah, is that what he was referring to? I don't know. It could have been. Hmm. That'd be when we beaches. That'd be more sort of we will fight them by the swimming pool. So with, with the first one, literature. Now I know he was quite well known for his artwork, wasn't he? Or he he, he liked it? to paint. I don't know if there was any good at it or not, but he liked to paint. I know that from watching uh, various programs about him and also watch The Crown on Netflix, which is a good oh, program right. if anyone wants to watch that. Okay. He features in that. Uh, you learn a lot about Winston Churchill in that as well. Um, not all good things, but you learn about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say it, the first one, literature, maybe. I'm going to go with this speech just because I think it, it's more art that he was doing rather than literature. I don't know. We will fight them on the beaches. And Jimbo, you're wrong. Oh. He did actually, he won a Nobel Prize, but not for peace, for literature in 1953. And he was quite an acclaimed author. All right, okay. And talking about his author, um, authoring skills and talents, uh, what is true about his book writing? Is it that his pen name was Winston S. Churchill? The S stood for Sir, but he disliked the uh, the title Sir Winston Churchill, so he instead referred to himself as Winston S. Churchill. Or... Did he have the pen name Winston S. Churchill to avoid confusion with an American writer who was also called Winston Churchill? Um, so well, he, let... was, he referred to himself as Winston S. Churchill. Was it because he, he didn't want to refer to himself as Sir Winston Churchill or because there was another Winston Churchill who was a writer? No, I, I think he was quite patriotic, mm-hmm. I think. so. I, I don't, I, and to be knighted is a big thing, isn't it? So it is, yeah. I, think, I, don't, I, I don't think it's the first one. I would say possibly the... But then he's he's the most famous Winston Churchill, surely, isn't he? 
But anyway, uh, I'll go with the second one, I think. You are correct. There was an American author from Boston who also wrote under the name Winston Churchill because that was his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and our Churchill, um, he got in touch with the one in America and said, I'm also going to start writing. Would you like me to not call myself Winston Churchill? So he agreed to call himself Winston S. Churchill in his books. Oh, fair play. So there we go. Learned something there. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. He uh, wore a hat. Famous for wearing a hat. Well, obviously famous for other things, but he wore a hat. A big hat. A big hat. Um, what is true about Abraham Lincoln? Is it there is st- there is a statue of Abraham Lincoln in Manchester to signify the impact that the American Civil War had on the city of Manchester and their clothing industry and cotton trade? Or is it that there is a statue of Abraham Lincoln in Lincoln as his ancestors moved from Lincoln to America in the 1780s? Okay. Um, so there is a statue of Abraham Lincoln somewhere in the UK. Is it in Manchester or Lincoln? I suppose that's where people's names come from, though, isn't it? Like where they're originally from in some cases. So Was... if your ancestry goes back that far, and Lincoln would have been named, uh, a place a lot longer than the actual Abraham Lincoln. Yep. So I think... Uh, I, don't, I don't know, though, because the Manchester one sounds quite... Yeah, I'm going to go with the Manchester one. Manchester one, you're correct. I actually saw the statue. I went to Manchester um, around Christmas time and I saw the statue and I couldn't for the life of me work out why it was there. So I went and found out and thought it might be an appropriate question to ask in this quiz. Okay, there you go. Um, I'm not sure he did his... I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't quite work it out. I wondered whether he was doing some kind of, not Gettysburg address, but, you know, Gortonsburg address maybe, area of Manchester. Um, so, Dr. Seuss. I'm, I'm fed up of asking questions about Lincoln and Churchill. <laughs> so, Dr. Seuss, writer of The Cat in the Hat. Yes. Where did he go to university? Did he study at Lincoln College in Oxford, uh, Oxford <laughs> University? Or did he stu- study at Churchill College at Cambridge <laughs> University? <laughs> right. So which college was he at and at which university? The, the very hat-themed question in that case. Exactly. There. You've got Churchill, Winston and Dr. Seuss in there. Yes. So, so where whereabouts are these universities? Lincoln in Lincoln, of course. Uh, no, sorry. Oh. Um, each Oxford University and Cambridge University have got various colleges. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So if, you can watch, uh, if you've watched University Challenge, they'd say... Christchurch College, Cambridge, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, so was he at Lincoln College, Oxford, or was he at Churchill College, Cambridge? That's an uh, impression of Roger Tilling there, by the way. Let's go with... I, I'm just going to give me a random... I can't think of anything, any reasons there's, to guess there, one there of no them. There are no reasons why it would be no, one or the other. So I'm going to go with Churchill's College, Cambridge. Is that right? Uh, that is incorrect. He was at... Oh. He actually studied at Lincoln College from Oxford University. But uh, there, there was no reason why you would know that. I was like, made quite a good question <laughs> when I was, I was looking through something about interesting about Dr. Seuss. Uh, so, famous hat wearer from a film, uh, Indiana Jones. Yes, he often get his, got his, nearly lost his hat, but always managed to keep hold of it. Ah, right. I've, I've not really seen the films, but mm-hmm. in the Raiders of the Lost Ark film, there is an iconic scene where Indiana Jones shoots a flamboyant swordsman. Have you seen that part of the film? Uh, uh, no, okay. I haven't. This... Flamboyant swordsman. Yeah, God knows what he was doing. Um, I mean, it sounds unfair to be start. He's got he's got a sword, and if he's got a gun, it sounds like a very unfair. And if he was flamboyant, I'm guessing he might have just been a performing swordsman rather than an actual swordsman. Well, indeed, um, he might have been dancing. However, this scene was not meant to happen like that. What sequence of events led to this occurring? Was it that he was meant to whip the sword out of the swordsman's hand, but when he did this in the original take? Harrison Ford accidentally whipped the swordsman in the eye and permanently blinded him in his right eye. Or was it that Harrison Ford was suffering from food poisoning on the day, therefore wasn't fit enough to record the fight scene, so the director said, I'll just shoot him instead. Right, okay. Um, I, I think there might be... Like, I remember a few years ago, uh, Harrison Ford was involved in some sort of uh, compensation thing, wasn't he? Um, with... With a film... With someone who was blinded in his right eye on the set of Indiana Jones. Not, well, no, Harrison Ford, Star Wars, he, he got an injury doing a... Uh, Did some lighting fall on him? A Star Wars, yeah, something like that. He broke his leg. Yeah, and he, uh, the, the film production company ended up getting a £2 million fine. I'm not sure whether he got some sort of compensation from that. Um, and then they killed him off, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that's why. Yeah, but, and uh, not in the film. Yeah, but uh, so may- maybe that he got experience of injuring... Or of injuring, and maybe wanted his, you know, I accidentally poked somebody in the eye once, so 
and I was involved in a bit of a um, a, a compensation trial or something. Then mm. maybe maybe that's why. Maybe uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, probably no relation at all. But what, what was the second one again? Second one was that he'd got food poisoning on the day and wasn't fit enough to film a fight sequence. So the director Steven Spielberg, I think, yeah, uh, said, "Well, why don't you shoot him instead?" Hmm. So we'll not have a fight scene, just shoot that fella. Well, like I said at the start, it sounds a bit unfair, a flamboyant swordsman v, v Indiana Jones with a gun. Hmm. Um, you want to be fair, if anything, so maybe they just had to say, yeah, just shoot him. Maybe it's that. Okay, and you'd be right. Oh, right, okay, excellent. So, ah, good thinking behind that one, then. Uh, do you know something? There's something else interesting about uh, Indiana Jones, Raid of the Lost Ark, okay. directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, while, they were, while I was actually directing it, him and um, one of his colleagues decided to during the breaks in the filming, to come up with an idea for another script and another film. Do you know which one that was? Was it the next Indiana Jones? It wasn't the next Indiana Jones, it was E.T. Oh, was it? He actually thought up the idea and concept for that while he was on set for uh, Indiana Jones. And that, was, and that was Spielberg as well? Spielberg as well, yeah. So they passed that on to Spielberg? He, well, no, he, he was, he was, he was him. Who oh, came not, not Harrison Ford? No, 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 Indiana Jones and someone else. Uh, Indiana Jones. Steven Harrison... Spielberg and someone else who was on set Oh, with. I thought you were saying Harrison Ford did it. I'm saying yeah. Steven Spielberg got all the credit. No, no, no. It's Steven Spielberg's <laughs> idea. Right. He didn't steal the idea from anyone. He thought it up while he was sat on the set of Indiana Jones and he had breaks in filming, so he said, Tell you what, why don't we get an idea where someone They could have put, in, they, could have put they could have put E. T. in Indiana Jones. They could have done, yeah. So that's uh, another interesting fact for you. Yeah. Did you hear that uh, Jim DeCampo wants uh, Burgle Paul Young as well? <laughs> um, so anyway, ne- next question. Next question. Um a famous hat wearer, JK from Jamiroquai. Yes. Uh, always well known for wearing his hat while he's doing his dance songs and whatever. Space is, cowboy, space cowboy, canned heat, yeah, uh, various other things. Uh, he's a keen car lover. If mm-hmm. you're aware of that as well. Uh, How does he get in the car? With he's, I bet, I bet they're gonna be quite tall cars because his hats are quite big. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, soft tops, aren't he? Oh, so he of course. Out as far yeah. as he's, he's fine with that. Yeah. So, uh, keen car lover. Uh, what what is true about his cars? Is it his Ferrari Enzo was once smashed up by an angry chef who was upset that J.K. Took a lady he liked into his into a hotel room, right? Or did he crash his Ferrari F50 in 2011? The insurance payout of around 950,000 pounds is believed to be the largest insurance payout in UK history. Wow. Uh, okay. Hmm. So did it a chef uh, vandalise his car, or did he crash his car and end up with a payout, insurance payout of about a million pounds? Did you say angry chef or little chef? Could have been both, but it was definitely angry. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, let's... Uh, angry Chef. Could you have made that one up? Or I'm going to go... I, I think I'm going to go the largest insurance payout, I think. I'm going to go with that one. And you'll be wrong. I wonder if he wanted the chef's hat. It could have, could have been, yes. That could have, could well have been that. <laughs> I think that probably is it. I think that's why, it's, uh, why it happened. Uh, but apparently a chef um, saw him... Um, going into a hotel room with a lady that he quite, the chef quite liked, and got a bit of an emotional attachment with, and decided to respond by uh, smashing, putting the window on JK's car. Yeah, and uh, then to apologise, he made him some, uh, he opened him some canned heat. Yeah, in the kitchen. No, that's rubbish. He, Move uh, on. <laughs> he, uh, the one about the largest insurance claim in UK history. I think that was actually probably Rowan Atkinson's car of a similar amount. Ah, I remember Crashes, that. Um, McLaren F1. Not his mini. Not his mini. No, that. You definitely won't get a million pounds for that. <laughs> uh, Davy Crockett, uh, well known for Davy Crockett style hats. Right. No? Heard of those? I've heard of Davy Crockett, yeah. but yeah. And a, a style of hat called Davy Crockett hat. Um, which of them is true about Davy Crockett? Is it that he was believed to be, um, he, was very, he was very keen on animal rights, and his storytelling often included awareness for nature and the preservation of animal life? Or was he an accomplished marksman who once killed over 100 bears in a six-month period during 18, uh, in 1825? Two very different... <laughs> yes, two very polarising okay. um, things there. See, I seem... A David, a, a David Crockett hat's still quite popular. Don't think so, no. Ah, could that be the reason why they're not popular anymore? Did, were some of these hats actually animals? Were people wearing beavers on the head? Don't and rabbits disgusting. and stuff like that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay, don't know. I, I'm going to say then... Uh, is David Crockett still alive? No. Right. Not if not if he allegedly killed some bears in 1825, he's not. Oh, fair enough, yeah. Well, okay. And going back then, um, to that time, I think there were a lot more people who saw hunting and mm-hmm. uh, as, as not as, as bad as well. It's terrible today, obviously, but the people who didn't see it as a, a bad thing back then, weren't there? And I suppose it was yeah. a lot more... I suppose it was unfortunately a lot more accepted, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to go with that one then. And you'd be correct. 
Um, next up, uh, Panama. Uh, well known for Panama hats. Mm-hmm. Um, what do they what, actually look like? Uh, the sort of they're sort of like the straw hats, aren't they, with a band around them? All oh, right. Okay. It does probably doesn't look too dissimilar to my trilby, but a bit bigger, wider brimmed. Mm. Imagine what Jeffrey Boycott wears when you watch uh, watch him on Test match. Right. Okay. If that makes if that means anything to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's true about Panama? Is it that around twenty percent of the Panama Canal is actually situated in Costa Rica, or is it that they celebrate Independence Day in November twice? Once to celebrate independence from Spain and once to celebrate independence from Colombia. So they were once owned by two different countries or governed uh, by two different countries? Effectively, yes. Hmm. Uh, okay. Well, or not. Yeah. Who knows? I might be making that up. It might have been by three countries. Could have been. Uh, or is the Panama Canal partly in Panama and partly in about 20% of it in Costa Rica? Okay. Let's go with the first one. I think it, I think some of the Panama Canal, which is quite big, isn't it, I think? It's very big, yeah. Uh, would be, it makes sense for some of that to go into Costa Rica, but then why would they not say... Well, Costa Rica not claiming, but I suppose it's only 20%. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you'd be wrong. Oh, never mind. It's, uh, it does run pretty much straight to the middle of Panama. Okay. Um, so there we go. Bonus question for you. Uh, where are Panama hats made, or where do they uh, originate from? So you want me to say Panama, don't you? I do want you to say Panama. But I'm not going to say that. Okay. In which case, I'm going to say the UK. Wrong. Oh, okay. Ecuador. Oh, right, okay. But there we go. I don't is know that near? It. Is that... No, it's... is it near... Near Panama? Do you know? Do you know where Ecuador is near? The equator. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. Um, it's it is South America, so it's not yeah. too far away from Panama, which okay. is probably more Central America. I think. Yeah. Uh, Panama it borders Costa Rica and Colombia, so it is very. It's kind of the most southernmost Central American country. Okay. Um, so Sherlock Holmes, well known for his Deerstalker. Yeah. Uh, in relation to the TV program Sherlock, starring uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman, which one of these is true? When Martin Freeman first auditioned for Sherlock, he had just been mugged. He was very angry and gave a poor audition, so producers assumed he wasn't that interested in taking the part of Dr. Watson. Or is it that when Benedict Cumberbatch got the part in Sherlock, he was told to read a number of Sherlock Holmes books? He told producers he had, but later confessed after the first series he hadn't read any of them, but had just watched some of the Basil Rathbone films released in the 1940s. Hmm... Now the first, the first, the second one sounds very detailed for an answer that you might have made up or not. Okay. I don't know. Um, but then again, I think that Benedict Cumberbatch is a very talented actor, and I think he's the kind of actor that would do a lot of research hmm. into characters, um, especially the, some of the characters he has played um, in other films. He played uh, Alan Turing, didn't he? And, uh, yes, uh, yeah. He played. You said he played last week. You mentioned, didn't you? You said he played. Um, so I think he's the kind of person that would do his reading, his research. I'm, in that case, I'm going to say Martin Freeman got mugged because he, he's not, you know, it's not like he's Bruce Willis, is it? You know, you <laughs> wouldn't mug Bruce Willis or yeah, sure, The sure. Rock. Um, it's Martin Freeman, isn't it? And yeah. it, people have mugged him from the office, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So let's go. Martin Freeman got mugged. Uh, you'd be right. He did. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, actually apparently read all of the Sherlock Holmes books in terms of his research for the role. So well done there. And now this is the final question. And I'll be honest, I am completely out of people who have got hat-related um, trivia to do with them. So we're going to go with Roger Fedora. <laughs> Roger Roger, Fe- Roger Feder- Fedora. Is that type of hat? Fedora is a, ty- Fedora is a type of hat. Yes. Lost on me. Okay. Um, you could have done some sort of George... Um... What do you call him? Uh, Boy George. Yeah, Tommy Cooper. You could yeah. have you could have asked a question about chaining somebody to a radiator, or yeah, it's not Terry White. Um, yeah. So Roger Federer, Fedora. Yeah, Fedora obviously type of Roger yeah. Federer tennis player. Yep. He wears uh, a visor sometimes. Visor. He's not a golfer. Don't tennis players wear hats sometimes? They wear, they wear caps. baseball caps. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go then. Uh, so which is which is true about Roger Federer? Is it that he's the father of two sets of identical twins, a set of boys and a set of girls? Um. And afterwards, it might be... Ga- <laughs> Not mixed doubles. Yeah. <laughs> afterwards, it might be game, set and match. Um, or is it he once had to retire from a tennis match at the Boston Open in 2000 because he'd been hitting the testicles. The umpire showed significant restraint in simply declaring the game uh, against uh, Gustavo Curtin as being over and instead of saying that Roger Federer required some new balls, please. Well, did he get a spanner to help him out with yeah, that? Or? Could have done, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's go... Um, I've not heard. I think I think I would have heard about the the two sets of twins one. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna say it's the second one that he got hit in the yeah. and that's retire. Uh, you would be wrong. All oh, right, okay. 
He did, in fact... Uh, he has, in fact, fathered two sets of identical twins. And I believe... The same... Uh, uh, what do you mean? With the, uh, with with the, the same, s- same... Same partner. Same partner, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, both his wife, apparently. Yeah. Um, so he's got a set of girls and then a set of boys as well. And I believe someone has actually betted on the Federer twins meeting each other in the mixed doubles final at Wimbledon. Ah. Uh, one, one twin from each side. So wow. there we go. Well, one for us to look out for in future. We remember this on this podcast yes. in years and years' time when we're on episode whatever. 50-something. Yeah, 50-something. Yeah. Did, did you enjoy that in any way, Jimbo? I, I did, yeah. I enjoyed that hat-themed quiz. Thank you. I'll take my hat off to you, Fisher. Thank you. Okay, so it's time for the regular, irregular feature. Now, do you remember last week um, we played a game of Pat Butcher, last episode, Pat Butcher or Fat Butcher? I can unfortunately remember that game. I've got it permanently etched in my memory. And I played your clips and you had to guess whether it was Pat Butcher making a sound or whether it was Fat Butcher. Where it was Freddie Elliott saying, a sausage. Exactly. Now, one of those clips was of a, uh, was Fred Elliott dying, wasn't it? In, yes. In, and I thought... He went, oh! Yeah, and I thought I'd play. We could do a great game out of this, and I could play some more soap deaths, and you could guess how this character died based on the sounds you can hear. Fell on the soap, is that right? So slipped on the soap. And no, the, no, not, so not. Oh, soap, soap characters. Stars, soap right, characters. Okay. okay. Are we ready then? So you've yep. got five, only five. So it's not going to take us too long. Okay, and we'll start with Barry from EastEnders, Sean Williamson, who we mentioned last week. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to play you a Hang clip. On. Can you please say that we've not got anyone who's dying from an incurable disease as part of the death? No, okay. no. I've, I've tried to pick more... More uh, light-hearted deaths. Well, I mean, no death is light-hearted, is it, Fisher? But oh, more, more, let's say, more um, entertainment-based yep. deaths for the purposes of entertainment, okay? So, are we ready, then? Yep. Here's Barry from EastEnders dying. Oh, my... <laughs> That sounds like he's had to do some kind of heavy lifting of some form. Yeah. Um, what I, happened to Barry on EastEnders? Uh, Barry from... Is, I say, some, you might know. You might, but I mean, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, Gavi Down has not been much of a soap fan. No, not particularly. That, to me, sounds like he's fallen over of some okay. form, because it sounds like he was banging. So I think he's, in some way, fallen down some stairs, or fallen off a building, or fallen... Uh, Fallen off the off a cliff or fallen? Oh, yes, he was. He, he actually he didn't fall. He was pushed by Janine Butcher, his oh, then okay. his then wife. So is that who... not? So, so that's not, neither Pat Butcher nor Fat Butcher. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, but no, that that's what happened to him. So that was Barry from EastEnders dying. Next time we're going to Coronation Street. I've tried to pick some of the more popular soaps okay. uh, and different ones as well. So Barry, uh, Barry from EastEnders that was. Now it's uh, Ashley Peacock. We also mentioned, mentioned him, yeah. Ashley Peacock and his. We heard his dad dying last week, yeah. didn't we? We thought it was his uncle. It turned out it was his dad. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Okay. Is that? Oh, right? oh yeah. So it was. It was originally Uncle Fred, wasn't he? Oh. And then right. after years of calling him Uncle Fred, was that one it, of the storylines? One of the storylines was that. It was actually Ashley's dad and not his uncle. There you go. Well, this is Ashley Peacock dying on EastEnders. What happened to him? Stop! Uh, well, I'm not too sure uh, on this one. You could hear the police sirens there. So was, was there some kind of accident going on at the time anyway? Some sort of accident. It looked like it was a bit of a prolonged incident. I would say um, it was probably around 2011, 12 I'm, maybe. I'm wondering, but there was a storyline in East in EastEnders, in Coronation Street, a few years ago that involved a tram crash. Was he involved in the tram crash of some form? Either on the tram or hit by the tram? I, I remember this because I remember watching a well-known internet uh, video series called A Load of Baubles. Jimbo's Advent Calendar, actually. So, all right, sorry. Jimbo's advent calendar. And I reconstructed it, didn't I? You reconstructed it, yeah. Some episodes, of course, were written by me and also starred me. <laughs> but you did 24 episodes on the lead-up to Christmas, Jimbo's I d- I advent did. calendar. I and did. that included a tram crash on there that you reenacted. Yeah, and he, he wasn't killed by the tram itself. He was killed by falling falling parts of the bridge, basically. Uh, falling debris. Yeah, basically. So next, then, we're moving on to Emmerdale. And here's Val Pollard's death. Oh, God. Is that Eric Pollard's relative of some form? Uh, I think so. Anyway, here you go. I'm Val. 
Hang on, we have the, we have the carbon monoxide monitor uh, beeping there. <laughs> was that part of it, or was that just a coincidence? No. Uh, can we play that again, please? Um, Val. Oh, I don't know. Sounds very gruesome, that, yeah. doesn't it? It sounds like she's carrying a tray of cutlery and she dropped yeah. it of some form <laughs> she didn't but, die from dropping a tray of cutlery yeah it's got knives on it then maybe it might have uh, might have done something dangerous uh so obviously it's, it's why would she say i'm val um sort of saying that sort of suggests you might commit suicide of some form but i'm sure that presumably isn't the case um i, did, I think she f- did she have a heavy fall and injured herself I mean, I can't believe you couldn't work this out, Fisher, but she was in a house of mirrors that <laughs> that somehow got there was some sort of explosion uh, at this fair, and uh, while in the house of mirrors and she was sort of trapped under the um, debris and stuff like that, uh, one of the mirrors, the, sh- the shards of glass fell and uh, basically chopped her, I imagine, sort of, yeah, stabbed yeah. her and chopped her head off or something like yeah. that. Not I, don't think, I don't think it's chopping around. I mean, off, if it, you I mean. listen to it again, you can hear it happening. It's not quite, not very um, nice. Val. That's, Pretty yes, grim, isn't it? That definitely sounds like a mirror smashing, doesn't it? Yeah. And not just any other bit of crockery or glassware. Anyway, so that's two out of three so far. Uh, next, then, uh, this is Todd Landers. Hang in, on. Yeah. In terms of Val, in that sort of when it came to identifying the body, yeah. did not think tell you well, that's not her because it's not badly distorted like uh, <laughs> yeah, like it was the. Uh, oh yeah, true. With the mirrors, yeah, true. Uh, next, then we're going to neighbours back in the nineties, early nineties, and I remember uh, my uh, mum watching neighbours, big fan of it, and she was crying at this. Um, I remember. So this is Todd Landers in Neighbours. What happened to him? Quite a difficult one, that. Yeah, that sounded like there was a Quite car old. involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was going to be Harold Bishop falling off a cliff and then coming back to life a few years well, later Well, he technically die, did he? No, he didn't die, no. Um, uh, so, what could that be? Um, let's say there was definitely a car involved, but I don't think it's going to be as obvious as a car accident. It, sa- it sounded to me almost like someone was maybe trying to chase him and stop him from dying, but then there was no explosion or anything like that. So I think there's going to be a car involved, so maybe... Maybe it was just some kind of car accident. I'm gonna no. I'm putting it down as wrong because a car accident could sit, could mean he was in the car and had a crash, but he wasn't in a car. He was hit by a car. So I think oh, it, okay. it, it, you're close, but it's it's not quite close enough. I'm afraid. Yeah, that was a neighbours back in the early nineties. And this is the last one I've got for you. We're going to Hollyoaks, and this is just from maybe a year or so, maybe a bit longer ago. And it's a gentleman called Dirk Savage. Um, and have a listen to this. Milo! Milo! No! It sounds to me like he's either been electrocuted or he's listening to some very heavy trance music at that point <laughs> in time. Um, but that sounds sounds like he's been electrocuted there, doesn't it, with the, the buzzing? So I think that's probably what it is. Yeah, I mean, he fell in a swimming pool. All right. And then uh, somehow... Uh, there'd been an accident around the pool and somehow Electric managed to also get into the pool and, uh, yeah, and uh, electrocute him in the pool. Not very nice. There you go. So that was uh, Soap Deaths for you. I don't know if you enjoyed that or not. Was that useful for you, Fisher, at all? Uh, that was very good. That was very entertaining. Thank you very much. If you was in a soap, how would you like to be killed off? What would be if if they said to you, producers turn up and said we'd like to kill you off? Uh, we're going to have to kill you off because not giving you a contract. Basically, why? How would you like to die? I don't know. Would, would you I... like something standard or bizarre? Or I'd probably like something. I'd, I'd like something bizarre. I don't. I wouldn't want to just be you know, die of natural causes. Mm. That's said not many people in soaps do really. Do they? Um, no. It's not just. Well, it's got a bit old and passed away. You know, mm. there's always some kind of storyline to it. Um, I don't think. I, I think I'd like to be written out of it in a non-death scenario to open up the. Chance, chance of you chance of going back when dead. I've yeah when I've we could do that on the podcast and replace you for a few episodes mm. and then you could just sort of like but when it gets to the point where my acting career is not taken off and I've not got any money left I could go back and appear on the podcast again yeah <laughs> um, I'd how would I like to die I I think I'd like to, it'd have to be something memorable it wasn't someone once who got hit by I think before the Ashley Peacock one there was someone who got hit by a tram in Coronation Street uh, people talked okay. about that maybe a car car. A, Car scene, maybe? Yeah. Crashing into a river? Yeah. Kind of Something heroic, though, at the same time. So you die oh, yeah, maybe. a hero. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> saving a ch- saving loads of... Ch- a child's school. Uh, something's going to happen to a child's school. I run in, 
and sacrifice myself for all the children or that have baby to stay ducks alive. And it's, or some baby ducks and its mother or something. Yeah, just uh, someone's about to shoot a little little baby lamb and I dive in front of it and take the bullet on its behalf. I always um, have a recurring nightmare, more when I was younger and I got, you know when, you, when you're poorly, when, you get, when you're younger and you're a bit yeah. ill and uh, you, you tend to have bad dreams, don't you, when you're ill? I used to have yeah. the same ones when I was ill and one of them was getting engulfed by a folding up bouncy castle that was sort of deflating, suffocating me. Oh, quite scary, isn't it? Yeah. Now, I think that'd be quite a good soap death yeah. if anyone producers are listening. Anyway, uh, I think that's all we've got time for. Thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, there's lots to you can get in touch with, like tell us about hat songs, if you can think of any hat songs for the next episode, yeah. which when, won't be World Hat Day then, but we'll still mention them, won't we? Mm-hmm. Um, you could maybe tell us how you'd like to die in a soap. Um, yeah. There's other things you can get in touch and tell us about if you really want to. Yeah, we normally put uh, comments on our Twitter feed, which is at Waste of Web Space. Yeah, uh, we've Facebook got our website, page, yeah. uh, facebook.com forward slash Waste of Web Space. Wasteofwebspace.co.uk. Loads of ways to get in touch. Don't go on wasteofwebspace.com because we can't afford to buy that domain, so someone else runs that instead. (laughs) Write us a review. We might send you some free stuff, such as... uh, some Any, empty beer anything bottles. That's, if anybody wants this carbon monoxide alarm as a yep. memento, it might still be bleeping by the time it gets to you. In fact, if I sent this in the post by Royal Mail, it might get uh, destroyed or investigated. Yep. It, it does sound a little bit worrying, doesn't it, when it's bleeping away? Yeah. If it's uh, packaged so up. Maybe we could set a Twitter account up or something like that for the carbon monoxide. Yeah. Uh, which which may, be, may become the mascot of the White <laughs> Web Spice podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much. Goodbye.